very big indicators are economics, population movement, and things like that. You have to understand that it's a big virtue of underwriting where you're going to invest and why you would invest there. But in the right markets, these asset classes are going to continue to perform very strongly. Welcome to the Free From Wall Street podcast, where we share how we have done over $200 million in real estate deals to create preserve and pass on generational wealth without the roller coaster ride of the stock market. If you're ready to start investing with purpose, visit freefromwallstreet.com. But for now, let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Free From Wall Street podcast. My name is Stephen Lipman. It is August 30th. Thanks for joining me once again. And the, the conversation continues in regards to inflation, stagflation, recessions, Inflation Reduction Acts. There's been a lot going on in the economy. And I know we talk about mostly real estate investment. And this dovetails very much into what it is that we're going to talk to, continue to talk about. So the economy and recessions and volatility is the reason that we got into real estate in the first place years ago. If you haven't heard me tell the story about my dad, who had just about all of his wealth tied up in Wall Street. And when the market tanked in 2008, lost a good portion of it. And then unfortunately passed away not too long after that. And that meant he didn't get to ride the roller coaster back up. And that for me was kind of the indicator to start thinking, how do we invest into less volatile asset classes and less, not just less volatile, but more hard asset classes, right? More hard real estate type assets. And that's how we ended up in the commercial real estate space in the first place. So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about some of the market type articles that I've been reading recently. Steve Hankey, who is the professor of applied economics at Johns Hopkins University, just came out saying that we are going to have a whopper of, quote, a whopper of a recession in 2023. And he points to is that the Fed is not talking about the real historic reason for inflation, right? So we've had five months of zero M2 growth. M2 growth is money to supply growth. And what that means is that it's an indicator of total money supply versus future inflation. So M2 includes cash checking and savings deposits that are on hand, and then the money supply obviously has been growing since COVID more than it ever has in history. And that's why he's saying we're going to have this recession. So basically he's saying that inflation is going to remain high because you have unprecedented growth in the money supply in the United States. There's never been a period of sustained inflation that isn't the result of excess growth in the money supply. And this happened when COVID started a few years back. And that's why we're having inflation right now. Well, so I thought that this was kind of common knowledge. And what's interesting is that political arguments are like, no, we have a supply side problem. And that's actually what the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, has been saying. He's been saying that the causes of inflation are supply side glitches, meaning we have a great demand, but it's the supply chain and the supply side issues that have started to create inflation. But that's not exactly accurate, right? It's really more of the total cash on hand, the number of dollars that have been printed since 2020. In this article, David Rosenberg, president of the Rosenberg Research Foundation, says that the Fed's direction 
is such that they can be more than happy to over tighten to get inflation down. Over tightening means that the economy is going to slip into a recession. So be it, right? They're going to be the sacrificial lamb. The economy is going to be the sacrificial lamb for short-term pain, long-term gain. And that essentially means that they're okay allowing the inflation to still continue to get out of control so that they can tighten the belt so much that the pendulum will swing the other way. And a quote from him says, I think this Fed, after being on the wrong side of the call for the past 18 months, is going to need to see probably at least a six-month intent disinflation of the price data before they call it quits, which means they're going to continue to raise interest rates while they're trying to curb inflation. Last podcast we did, we talked about how the Inflation Reduction Act and how some of these other things are costing the United States a lot of money, which means that they have to print more capital unless they're getting it from taxes. And if they're printing more money instead of getting it from taxes, that'll only drive inflation. So they're kind of fighting each other right at this point. All right. So 2023, possibly 2024, we're going to be looking at a recession. What does that mean for commercial real estate values? I mean, frankly, it means that values are going to come down a little. I mean, it's been a super hot market for a couple of years now, and we've benefited from that market. We've had a couple of phenomenal exits with really outsized returns, but that's clearly because of the market, right? I mean, we outperformed our pro forma on some of these things by four or five times, which fine, we get to sell at a high part of the market, but what does that mean for values continuing? So there's going to be a slump in values, which means there's going to be less buyers because of higher interest rates. You're going to need more cash to close. Banks are going to tighten their belts in terms of loan to values. And is that a problem? Are we concerned about that? Well, I'm not concerned about that. Frankly, in the volatility lies opportunity. It's the least volatile asset class I personally can think about to invest in. Cushman Wakefield pegs the possibility of a mild recession of 50%. So obviously, based on the previous article, we're talking much higher than that. But multifamily will remain a good bet. And that's because we've seen historically what happens to multifamily in recessions. And they are not recession proof, but they are recession resistant. They're also inflation resistant because as inflation goes up, one of those prime indicators is the CPE, right? The consumer price index or CPI rather. Consumer price indexes are typically predicated a lot on the cost of housing and the cost of housing is rent and housing prices. So as inflation goes, so does rent and vice versa, which means as a multifamily investor owner, you get the benefit of hedging against that inflation. None of it's great news, by the way. It just means that if you're going to be invested in something, that there's less volatility and more of an inflation hedge in these asset classes than other things. Also, important to point out that real estate's hyper-local, right? So if we're not looking to buy 50-unit multifamily complexes in tertiary markets. So primary markets are major cities. Tertiary markets are, secondary markets are kind of the suburbs and tertiary markets are more rural. So do I want to buy a 50-unit in Missoula? Not necessarily, but would I buy this 400-unit in Houston that we're looking at? Absolutely. Texas is blowing up. Florida is blowing up in terms of population growth and economic growth. So very big indicators are economics, population movement, and things like that. So you have to understand that it's a big virtue of underwriting where you're going to invest and why you would invest there. But in the right markets, these asset classes 
are going to continue to perform very strongly. Also in 2023, so you have a recession, you have inflationary interest rates going up. I am excited about 2023 because Warren Buffett says you should be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. The last two years, we've been a little fearful because we see how the market has gotten out of control and things have been overpriced, overvalued because you have very low interest rates. Now interest rates are coming up to a place where people have to be more than reasonable with their valuations to continue to get cash flow. In 2023, by the way, there's more five-year commercial real estate arms resetting than ever before in history. Now, if a five-year arm were to reset five years ago, you didn't have a crystal ball and understand that we were going to be in a recession with almost two and a half times what the interest rates were back then. So the guys that typically hold for five years and then refinance and continue to hold, which is what we do as well, they're going to have some interesting problems to deal with. And that's either going to be via a capital call, meaning go back to your investors and say, hey, we need more money to carry this deal, or they're going to have to sell. And for significantly less than maybe what they bought it for, or at least maybe what they thought they would be able to sell it for five years later. So I think there's going to be a lot of break-even deals in the next year where people are just basically selling for what they got into it for, not looking at those huge 18 to 20% returns that they promised investors because they had a five-year arm and now they're all resetting and interest rates are double, almost triple what they were five years ago. So why that makes me excited is because we have the fund that has cash on hand. We could go in and find these deals and put a little bit more money down on these deals and get a good loan to value, get a good interest rate, get a 10-year term versus a five-year interest-only loan, and continue to go through that recession based on current cash flows today. So anyway, just want to, uh, to jump on here a little bit, talk about why the recession is coming why inflation will continue, and why we are excited, not afraid for it. So if you're interested in learning more, go to integrityhg.com, sign up for the Investor Club. You'll start getting some newsletters, see what kind of deals we're doing, things like that. And you can get on a call with us and ask us some questions as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Free From Wall Street podcast. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think. 